Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Wednesday, May 24th. I'm David Gray, along with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and we are glad that you are with us for the next hour as we bring you SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and uh, you can hear us on uh, at SWATradio.com or on 91.7 on your FM dial here in Jacksonville and in St. Augustine and Folkestone, Georgia, as well on The Truth. You can hear us on The Lighthouse in Chesapeake, Virginia, and also on WMER and WMOX in Meridian, Mississippi. If you want to check out any past uh, programs of SWAT Radio, you can find that on our website at SWATradio.com. So, Doug, how are you? You had a good day yesterday at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, correct? I did. It was, uh, it was one of those divine moments where... I I call it a divine moment, a divine appointment moment. I, I was I did a Bible study yesterday on the West Side and was headed down to meet a guy in uh, Sanford. And on the way down there, I get a text from David Helling, who's the writer director of the movie His Only Son, which you know came out at Easter and right. And we had him on the radio, and he said, "Hey, are you here?" Uh, I'd love to get together. And I'm like, well, I'm not there. <laughs> I said, but I'm actually headed down there. So I called Lori, said, Hey, I'm going to meet this guy down there. Can I just go to the R, you know, NRB thing? The, and so I went and, um, ended up going down there and I'm registering. And as soon as I get through registering, I turn away and it's, uh, the actress that plays, uh, Eden, I'm sorry, yeah, Eden. Right? Yeah, on the chosen. Eden, Eden yep. on the chosen is Peter's wife, and I just saw her, and I was so taken back because I, I literally turned away from the registration table, and she was right there, and I said, "Eve," <laughs> and she goes, "You mean Eden?" <laughs> and and I was just yeah. like, it was one of those moments, and I said, "Oh, my wife loves you. You're one of her favorites on the the program. She was in the feeding of the five thousand. So, oh, said, that's cool, right? That you could tell her that you had that in common. That Lori was an extra in the in the program. Yeah, yeah. And, and I that's said, great. my wife really can identify with your character because I'm a lot like Peter. And you and you know, she <laughs> she just laughed. She said, I get that a lot. But yeah. uh, I said, can I get a photo? So I got a photo with her, and uh, then ended up, uh, you know, there were there were a lot of people down there. Uh, Eric Metaxas was down there. Um, Raymond Arroyo, who's you see a lot on Laura Ingram. And, uh, and, you know, I was really kind of, to be honest with you, David, I was a little taken back because, um, and, and I'm as patriotic as the, the next guy, but this was the national religious broadcasters association mm-hmm. meeting. And I was blown away at how many conservative, like, like political causes mm-hmm. were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw... I bet I saw 20 booths for Israel. Yep. And I saw probably at least 10 to 15 booths for freedom for, you know, all that stuff. And I, and, and there were everybody doing their podcast and their, their uh, programs there. And as I was, I was walking through and I was listening and I was listening to 
a lot, not not all of them. This is not uh, this is not indicative of all of them, but a lot of the ones I was listening to, they weren't talking about Jesus, right? They they were talking about other stuff that that really it was, it was just kind of really shocking. To yeah, me. there is there's and and I'm there with you as far as being relatively conservative in my views, and certainly hope I'm patriotic and want to be patriotic, but. But there is an odd mix of patriotism, political activity, and religion, for lack of a better way to put it, yeah. that is out there that I, I think, you know, you just, I, and you'll have it off the top of your head, right? But a few lessons ago, we were talking about when Paul was on trial and, and, and making his defenses here in Acts, we were talking about that, that the gospel is not a political revolution. No. And, and it's never it, we're never called to that. It's a it's a spiritual revolution, no. and um, and so I, I I do agree with you that I get a little uncomfortable with all that yeah. at times. Yeah, it, it can it can be a little a little disconcerting. But on the on the the same token, though, there there is a growing anti Christian anti Christian values. Um, sentiment in our country that for for years we've had even if people didn't believe in god they believed in his value mm-hmm. and i don't know if you saw it david at target yeah. they 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 they're kind of going berserk with this uh pride month thing <clears throat> right and um i it, it it you know there's a lot of different views out there on what we should do uh, just pray for them, you know, and that, but, you know, I was talking with Lori about it yesterday and there's a call right now for people to boycott target stores to say, Hey, you know what? We, we are letting you know, we don't, we don't really like this. Mm-hmm. Other groups do that. Right. And and the markets respond. Look at what happened at Bud Light. Correct. I was just Bud, thinking Bud about Bud Light that. tanked because well, there's a it, reason the expression "money talks" is true. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, when 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 companies are impacted financially, that gets their attention. Well, um, the, there was a there was a T-shirt oh that was in Target. Yeah. And it basically. It, it had i can't i can't i could i went back and tried to find it uh you might be able to find it on the yeah target. actually you, talking about the the one referencing satan yeah yeah sat- brad sent that to us the other day right it had that it said satan doesn't respect he it says he, satan respects pronouns yeah he, he respects yeah right. uh and I, when you start thinking about target doing this and i know they've get they they're getting backlash but one of the things that, you know, that they were, tar- it's all money driven. And as believers, can we not step back? Can we- it's pretty bad when beer drinkers are showing more clout for their values mm. than believers are. Mm-hmm. And we just get so, so oh, I like sharpen at Target. You know, they got good prices and all this. No, let's step back and, you know. I, I realize that there's a lot of different things that that we can do in the community to kind of let people know where we stand. And one of the ways that we can do that 
is as believers, we can go out there and we can say, you know, they're, they're making a big deal out of Pride Month. And the whole thing is we're, we're celebrating homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to just replace that with another sin. We're celebrating adultery this month. And right. we're going to have themes in our store that really accentuate that. As believers, we should be able to say, no, you know what? We think that's offensive. Yeah. It's very <clears throat> offensive. Or we celebrate murder. Or we celebrate... Theft. Yes. Yeah. Any and pick a sin, <laughs> right. right? We talked about this a little yesterday. And, and yeah. people as responsible consumers, we have the freedom uh to make decisions in our culture that reflect our values. And we can go out there and I really want to encourage you if you're listening in Mississippi, if you're listening in Virginia, if you're listening uh, in Florida, Georgia or through the internet somewhere, take a stand with target and don't just not go there go in there and tell them listen you're not getting my business anymore or write them they 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 respond to that Mm -hmm. and start telling them could you imagine if believers all over the country did that to target i think they would respond yep yep and there's no reason uh you know i was thinking about the way that certain people protest things and we've seen a lot of violent protests and we've seen a lot of angry protests i I was thinking of the uh did you read the article the other day about the the professor college professor in new york who who went ballistic over over a student's pro-life display on campus at a college now to that school's credit they let her go Mm. but then when somebody came to interview her from the new york times yes she went after the guy with a machete Mm-hmm. And uh, which was doubly silly because there was a photographer with the <laughs> with the <laughs> reporter who took a picture of it. But to your point, there's no you know we can do this in a way that is respectful, right? We can say, hey, this is I, I'm I'm not bringing my business here anymore, and this is why. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a, a tirade. It doesn't have to be angry, even though we may be angry. It doesn't have to to come across that way. It just has to be factual right this is this is what we're going to do well did you hear about the what was going on in japan with the g7 that they basically were trying to address lgbtq issues over there and the japanese people are they you know they have a shinto shinto faith uh, and it's kind of cultural for them in fact uh they don't even necessarily have a deity they just Hmm worship ancestors and the culture and and so anyway but there was all this pressure on them to really affirm same-sex marriages and they're not buying it Mm. they're not buying it we buy it here in this country uh we codify what god says is wrong and goes against his design and a lot of believers are caught up in it and they feel paralyzed to speak truth because they're canceled with their family. Uh, they're told they're bigots. And so a lot of Christians are not speaking up anymore. And it's time for believers to be people who will speak up lovingly. Yes, yeah. we, we're not mean, but we're truthful. Right. We don't affirm things that are not good. Yeah. 
We don't affirm it. And so whether it's a pedophilia or, you know, human trafficking, you know, but we're getting to a point even where those things are acceptable in some countries, mm-hmm. Dave, and we're not going to be far off here. Right. And, and so going outside of God's design, we as believers, we need to be praying that the church would be bold witnesses of the love of God because Paul told the Corinthians, such were some of you. You used to be like this. Sure. But there's hope that God can change people. And even though there's con- anti-conversion laws in several states now, it as believers, we need to be preaching the truth, telling people that the things you're searching for are not found in that, in that relationship. Yeah. The only thing that's going to bring you true hope and peace is Jesus. And but get it. I want. I want to go back. I really am. I'm asking you to pray about boycotting Target, telling them about it. Send a message to them mm. because I think there's a growing element here. And pray about that. Pray that God would send a message to them uh, that that they might turn away because your children, when you take them into a Target store, are going to see those displays they're going to see those things and if we just keep accepting it as okay when we live in a country that we have the freedom to express ourselves it's just going to continue to overtake yeah well look at things that would have been considered like this 30 years ago that we would have considered them wrong and abnormal and they were and now they've become mainstream yeah and we think oh this kind of stuff that's going on now that'll never become mainstream well it, it's happening again it and it's increasing in its it's a uh, fervor, if you will. Yes. So we are going to take our first break on SWAT radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. If you have a comment or a question, and we will be right back to continue with our summary review of the book of Acts. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Hey, this is Brant along with Sherry here. And so you hear me doing these spots for MediShare? And Sherry actually helps me with them. I get people actually in person saying, okay, Brent, for real, do you recommend this? Like, yeah, uh, for real, I actually do. I'm not just saying stuff. So family, friends ask me about it. I'm like, yes, you should look into this. It's really a great option for a lot of people. That's what I tell people my experience has been. MediShare has been fantastic for me. It's so different from health insurance in a lot of great ways, honestly. Yeah, and see, a lot of people who've switched tell me that. It's the same reaction. They're very, very happy with it, and it gives them peace of mind and saves them a lot of money. I would tell people, look into it. Yep. Uh, So really, for reals, uh, if you want to talk to them, they're great to talk to. I think you'll be impressed and happy you looked into it. So um, you do the phone number. I'm actually tired (laughs) of doing all the phone numbers. Okay. Call now. 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Nice job. Thanks. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, 
parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network and Ocean Way at 91.7. Sky traced out by the city lights, my world from a mile high. Best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary with you here from lovely Jacksonville, Florida, where it is a little bit rainy today. We're coming it's into the rainy all coming week. into the rainy I feel like season. We're in monsoon season. <laughs> coming into the monsoon season, and we are we are uh, this week um, doing a, an overview kind of summary of the Book of Acts as we finished our study in Acts last week, and uh, we Doug, you and Brad did some of that first several chapters on Monday. Brad and I didn't do as many chapters we, yesterday we, as we, we were supposed we, to we do. Covered, <laughs> we covered seven chapters, and uh, you guys, well, you got five. Yeah, you know, it was all Brad's fault. Yeah. But, uh. Well, no, I, I appreciate y'all doing it. Y'all, You said you got up through chapter 12. Well, is, we got really through 11 and started to get into 12, but uh, we could we could hit a few highlights of 12 Well, well, as well. 12, here's the thing about 12. Uh, uh, again, remember the theme of all preaching and acts is the risen Christ. And, and it's the story of Paul or not Paul. It's the story of the apostles rather, uh, continuing the work of Jesus and then passing on that work to the elders and to the deacons, those that would become the leaders of the church. It was a transition. It was Jesus apostles, elders, deacons, which is where it is today. And the work continues today. And uh, we, we kind of were doing a, a flyover of, of Acts. Remember, we talked about how the church was born in Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit came. Uh, Jesus, over in Acts 1, gave him the commission, you'll be my witnesses here in uh, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And really, we, we looked at that, how 1 through 7 is about Jerusalem, then um, 8 and 9 is really Samaria, and then um, when you get really through uh 10 to the rest of the book it's it's about the ends of the earth and it's paul taking the gospel to the gentiles but we'll, we'll try to go back to acts 12 just real quickly uh, the first thing that we notice in chapter 12 james the apostle is killed by herod herod's trying to win favor with the jews he's an implant he's put there by by rome as as the guy who's in charge but the jewish people didn't really like him that much but uh, he's trying to win their favor, so he kills James. He he imprisons Peter, but something amazing happens as they they're praying for Peter. He's released from jail, and the people are still praying. He knocks on the door. <laughs> this I cracks love that me up. Story, yeah. he, he knocks on the door, and they go, yeah, "Who is it? Uh, it's Peter." And they go, "What? What? No, no, it can't be. It can't be." And the girl just runs away from the door, uh, and tells the people who are praying, "Hey." Peter's at the door, and you're going. You're crazy, and the the whole application of that is: how often do we pray, and God answers our prayer, and we're still yeah. not believing He's going to answer. Yeah. yeah, that reminds me a little bit of the women coming to the tomb 
and running back to tell the disciples that Jesus isn't there and that yeah. the, what the angels said he's risen yeah. and the disciples kind of looking at them like, you know, they did go and check it for themselves, of course, but that, that reminds me a little of that. Well, and then at, at the, yeah, that is, it's, it's very similar. And then what happened is a Herod was so upset. He ordered that the centuries there on the prison that were supposed to be guarding Peter be put to death. So, this is a real deal, what's going on. And Herod got angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and it just ends with Herod dying, being eaten by worms. Mm. And it's it's kind of ironic that he starts off, Luke does the chapter, with Herod killing James, thinking he's inflicting a blow on Jesus. Right. And in the end, who has the last laugh? Yeah. I mean, Jesus is the one who says, you know, you, Herod delivers a speech. The people going, this is a voice of a God. Yeah. He takes the credit and, he's, and he dies from worms. Yeah. And meantime, James is just fine. Now, he suffered in his body, but he's just fine for eternity. And uh, that that's really what the lack of understanding, right, among yeah. unbelievers, thinking he's thinking he's doing the ultimate thing to 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 deter him and punish him and but he's really in some ways doing him a favor like paul says well um so that that kind of and it marks a a division where it says in verse 24 of chapter 12 the word of god increased and multiplied that's that marker he luke divides it up into six sections and it's always the word of god increases or the church increases and so really we see a division it's kind of the dividing points in, in in acts you see the Jewish church in 1 through 12, the ministry, the primary minister is the Apostle Peter, The and it's really about the church in Jerusalem, and it's the fulfillment of what Jesus said in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. And now from 13 through chapter 28, it's about the Gentile church. The ministry of the Apostle Paul, is he's the primary minister. It's about the church in Antioch, which was the great sending church. Mm. Uh, the great missionary church, and it's about the ends of the earth. And now it's been about 16 years since Acts 1-8, where Jesus said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. And again, we go back. It was Jews in chapter 2, Greek-speaking Jews in chapter 6, Samaritans in chapter 8, one Gentile in chapter 10, a bunch of Gentiles in chapter 11. And now chapter 13 is beginning the fulfillment of, of Acts 1-8 that will span all the way to present day to the time of the Gentiles is completed and then the Jewish nation will come as a nation back in uh, to Christ. And, you know, God's plan takes time to unfold because of the stubbornness of his people. Mm. And, and lest we get too uh, prideful in thinking we're not stubborn, we're just as stubborn sure. we are. Uh, but the, notice the church continues to grow, and now Paul's going to go on three missionary journeys that are voluntary and one missionary journey that's involuntary when he goes to Rome. And as we look at uh, this part, he starts off with the priorities of a vibrant church. Antioch, we, we see in chapter 13, it was about teachers. They had prophets and teachers, and, you know, Barnabas, uh, Simon of Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, these were all Gentiles. 
Isn't that interesting? Mm. Uh, they were all Gentiles there. They were making disciples. They were worshiping. They were doing evangelism. This is the priority of the church that we saw back in Acts chapter 2. And they're doing this in Antioch. And notice in verse 3, it was after fasting and prayer that they said, hey, we're going to send Paul and Barnabas out. And they did that. And the first place they do, they go out there and they meet what? They meet this guy named Sergius Paulus. And when they meet Sergius Paulus, they, they all of a sudden we see Satan is always trying to counterfeit. He's always he's, he's, Simon Bar-Jesus was the guy out there in this chapter, and his name means actually son of salvation. Isn't that interesting mm. that that's what his name? He was a Jewish false, pro, Jewish false prophet, and we see in chapter 13 there's three contradictory ideas here in the text we saw. One, uh, that, that he was a sorcerer, he was a magician, which is contrary to being a Jew or a Christian, even though he was considered a Jewish prophet. And but and he had the name Jesus in his name, right? Exodus 22 says, don't permit a sorceress to live. So, th- th- so there's a contradiction there. And two, a Christian is a contradiction to Jews or sorcerers. And three, a Jewish prophet is a contradiction to sorcerers or Christians here, at least in their mind. So this thing was full of, of, of contradictions, and we see Paul interacting there, and it, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, um, the you remember the guy, uh, I can't remember his name, Simon in Acts chapter 8, mm-hmm. who was trying to do great things for right. God, trying to do the supernatural. <clears throat> and so you see truth against a counterfeit. And isn't that the way it always is? Even today, mm-hmm. truth, Satan is always trying to counterfeit. Yeah. He's trying to counterfeit marriage. He's trying to counterfeit identity yep. from what God has designed and ordained. And so we see in chapter 13, Paul addressing that. He goes out there, and what does he do? He tells this guy, you're going to be blind, right? <laughs> I mean, like, he does a sign, and Sergius Paulus comes to Christ. Yep. You know, uh, Elemas opposed biblical truth. And I'll tell you, Dave, if you look around the world, all other religions other than biblical Christianity, they're all okay with each other. They they can have all this ecumenicalism they want because, they, you know, they you have your way to God, I have my way to God. Only Jesus says, I'm the way, right. I'm the truth, the life. And that's why he said he's a stumbling block. Yes. Because people don't want to accept that that is the only way. Yeah, right. Hindus, Buddhists, Muslims, n- you know, non-Messianic Jews, they're all okay. You believe what you believe, I'll believe what I believe. Only Jesus says, no, there's only one way. And the bottom line is, Paul calls this guy a son of a devil. Not very good evangelism technique there, <laughs> but he, he called him out. Yeah. He said, you're an enemy of all righteousness. You're full of deceit. And he said, the hand of God. You know, blindness was always an analogy of sin or the yeah. darkness right. of of the enemy. And that's what he, he strikes him with, that blindness. And so, uh, and then, uh, you know, we see at the end of that, after that, uh, Paul goes through and he starts telling people the story. He's preaching a message to them. And he, he lays out the gospel. He basically does an Old Testament survey like 
uh, Stephen did in Acts 7. And he talks about the fulfillment. And he says, listen, Christianity is not a break away from Judaism. It's not a sect. It's true right. Judaism. Right. And so that's really um, what he tried. The same God that is revealed in Isaiah 46 is revealed in Jesus coming. Now he's telling you he's coming. That's what we're trying to tell mm. people about. So. But we're going to continue with this overview. There's a lot here, obviously. And now you know why it took two years to yeah. go through it. Yeah. But uh, we're going to come back after the break at the bottom of the hour for the news on SWAT Radio. Call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. And we hope you'll come back on the other side of the break on SWAT Radio. Fame status money derwin gray says when he played in the nfl achieving all of these things still left him feeling empty inside i was a team captain as an athlete you know one day you're gonna have to hang up your cleats nfl stands for not for long so i knew one day that i wouldn't be able to play so it was like man there's got to be more and derwin says when a teammate repeatedly shared the gospel with him everything began to change there was a teammate. I watched the way he served, the way he played the game, and his words and his actions matched. And in a small dorm room in Anderson, Indiana, my fifth year in the NFL, called my wife on the phone, and I said, I want to be more committed to you, and I want to be committed to Jesus. And that's when I was born again. It's amazing the plans God has for each of us, isn't it? Do you want to learn how you can get to know God better? Go to makingyourlifecount.com. Expect some delays because of a crash on I-95 southbound at the ramp to Butler Boulevard. That's blocked the off-ramp right lane. And there's another accident at I-95 in the opposite direction, I-95 northbound between University Boulevard and Emerson Street. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 67. Thursday, showers and thunderstorms likely high 79. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary with you uh, here on the May 24th edition of SWAT Radio. We're coming up. Hard to believe Memorial Day weekend, another fast month. And uh, just as an aside, Doug, you've heard the story and I'm not going to tell it, but Memorial Day weekend is a special one for my wife and I. We've got our 37th anniversary tomorrow. And uh, we we met in 1985 over the phone through work. And it was five months of talking on the phone before we met in person. But we met in person for the first time on Memorial Day weekend, 1985. So Memorial Day weekend is a when we first met and when our anniversary is so a special uh, a weekend for well, us always. Well, happy anniversary! Thank everyone. you, and happy anniversary to my wife if she's listening. I'm not sure if she is or not. Hey, well, um, <laughs> she hears enough of me at home. <laughs> well, um, you know, David, uh, we we were talking about um, Paul in Acts 13. There's 
well, there's three great sermons in the book of Acts. Acts 2, where Peter preaches. Acts 7, where Stephen preaches. Mm. And Acts 13, where Paul preaches. Now, Paul preaches several, but Paul is preaching here, and he's laying out the gospel and does, I mean, I'm not going to go over it, but he lays out, you know, about the good news. uh, and And then he quotes from Isaiah where, you know, I, I mentioned it a while ago, uh, from Isaiah uh, 49, 6, I've made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth, which was what Jesus told the disciples, right? And so the rest of 13 is really him laying it out, and there's this divine warning um, to the Israelites And God's saying through Paul, listen, I'm raising up salvation outside of your ability to comprehend. Religion is about us doing stuff in our own ability, but Christianity means we bring nothing to the table. Mm -hmm. They struggled with that, but that's what he's laying out. And that's really 13. Uh, And then in 14, Paul and Barnabas go into Iconium. And when they go into Iconium, um, it's... You know, he goes over there, and it's modern Kanya over in uh, Turkey, uh, and the description of Paul is still there to this day. This dated back to about 2nd century, mm. uh, which, um, you know, it's interesting that I, that's why I love going to Israel and, and seeing these things that are there that authenticate, you know, these things that we read every day in the Word. And um, Paul is really, in this chapter, we see him illustrating that he's walking with perseverance through some very difficult times here. We're going to see him in Iconium. Remember, at Lystra is also in 14. He gets stoned there, uh, left for dead. And as he's going through these things, he just keeps preaching the good news, mm-hmm. bringing the good news. And he speaks with passion, and he's out there walking with perseverance. He's walking by the Spirit, and he continues on through things that many people, okay, we're out of here. Yeah. Right? Well, this is just to remind listeners, this chapter, chapter 14, you mentioned when he gets stoned at Lystra, and they've left him for dead. It was that bad. I mean, it was was to the point where— the people who were there thought he was dead mm-hmm. and he got up and walked back into the city. So he was a tough dude for sure. And if you remember also in Acts chapter 14, uh, Paul healed a man. Right. And, and they thought he, they was, thought a God. he was Zeus. Yeah. yeah. They thought, I mean, they, they, but this guy had been crippled from birth. He had been crippled from birth. He had never walked. Does that sound like somebody else? Yeah. You know, yeah, he's being like his rabbi, yep. right? Yep. And here's what God is saying. He's showing to Israel that the grace of God given to them is also given to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Jew can be saved to walk with God, and so can the Gentile. It doesn't matter if he's from Antioch, Lystra, Athens, or Rome. We can experience the same grace God demonstrated through his son when his son walked the earth. Because it doesn't matter how we failed, how weak we are, how inept we are. 
His grace is enough to change us if we look to him and respond to his call. Yeah. And, and that that reminds us of other places where Paul writes with God, there's no Jew or Greek, male or female, you know, where he writes, God shows no favoritism, right? Mm-hmm. That we're all one in the body of Christ. We're all in the same boat. <laughs> yes, we are. And, you know, they wanted to worship him because men are always looking for something to worship, whether it's nature, science. They always want to worship. You know, Ecclesiastes says God has put eternity into man's heart. So everybody knows, right? And Paul is saying God is the only reality. Paul was saying, I'm just like you. We're just men. You know, we did this in the name of Jesus. And so um, in this passage, I believe, is uh, his first recorded message to pagans here. You know, his second is over in Acts 17. We'll get into that when we come back next week. Um, But in Acts 14 here, he deals with idolaters. Uh, Over in Acts 17, he deals with philosophers. So these people, and listen, all pagan worldviews have two things in common. Philosophies that come from a finite mind and then idolatries that people prefabricate a god and and call him a god and so what they're doing here is there was an ancient writer uh from rome um and it was a myth from ovid that that they're basically thinking that paul and barnabas are those two gods that have come among them right and um and so they called um who who they called they called uh Barnabas. Barnabas, Zeus. Yeah. Zeus was the father, the protector, and um, Hermes was the messenger. But Paul Paul says, listen, we're just like you. We're, we're, we're not living for our glory. We're just human beings. We're doing what God called us, called us to do. And it's very, you know, interesting to see Paul's response because today there's a lot of people who want to be exalted for proclaiming the word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to be lifted up and uh, i remember jesus said in john 7 the one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory Mm. but when you go representing the king you always look for his glory right and that's what we're supposed to be about false prophets will seek their own glory and that's why it's listen tomorrow we're going to have justin peters on justin peters has done a lot of work over the years um, exposing false teachers in our world. Some people get very angry because they go, oh, I really like that guy. I really like that person. Do you think Satan is going to make you not like people? Right. These people use a lot of the same words, but they have different definitions. And there's a lot of false teachers and I remember talking to a guy up in Pittsburgh about this. And people get so ingrained in their tradition and they were brought up in something and being told that a person they feel fond affection for is a false teacher is very mm-hmm. alarming. It's very hard. But you need to divorce yourself from the person, whether it's me or David or Brad or anybody, any other preacher. 
and look at what the words they're proclaiming are. Yeah. Are they coming from the word? Are they in the right context? Yeah. And so that's what Justin's going to do. And, you know, uh, Paul says in this, there's three things that are insufficient to find truth. One, you're insufficient to find truth on your own. Two, he says, I'm insufficient to find truth and idols are insufficient. He, he says, you know, our philosophy doesn't work when we build it on something that's created from a finite mind. It, it can't work. Right. It, it's outside of us. We don't determine truth. That's why this whole modern movement of subjective truth is ridiculous because it, it's not universal. It doesn't affect people universally like gravity or other things. Right. Yeah. So well, the Bible talks about you're going to you know, that man is going to take a piece of wood and, and carve an idol out of it and call it a God and worship it and then use the same wood to start a fire and cook his meal over. Right. Mm -hmm. Essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to, to your point, the Bible addresses those things. These are inanimate <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's worship. It's what Romans one says. It's worshiping creation rather than the creator. Yeah. Right? It's taking things in creation and saying, "Oh, we're going to we're going to worship nature, we're going to worship the stars, we're going to work, you know, we're going to fashion a god out of our own mind." Like you said, it how can that be true? It, it, it it's not. And what Paul ends up doing at the end of 14 is going back and doing follow-up in all the cities. After he's stoned, mm -hmm. he, he raises goes back. up, he goes back to these things and he teaches them. And when we come back, we're going to finish 14 and get through 15 and be ready for 16 for next week, okay? <laughs> All right. We'll be right back after this break on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Are you serving the Lord in any capacity in ministry? Conservative Theological University would like you to call today. CTU now offers partial grant scholarships for new students. Call 1-800-GO-BIBLE and leave your contact info for the admission staff to reach out to you. That's 1-800-GO-BIBLE for admissions info for Conservative Theological University. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Objective news and current events, according to Trace Embry, are vital in helping kids develop healthy priorities. This is Licensed to Parent. 
If you've been listening to these short one-minute radio spots or heard our 30-minute weekly broadcast, Licensed to Parent, you know how important adopting a biblical worldview is to raising emotionally and spiritually healthy kids. Shepherd's Hill Academy is our proving ground for this. One reason today's kids aren't adopting healthy priorities in life stems from their lack of objective news and current events. What little they are getting is too often filtered through liberal media and or other kids by way of social media. So when figuring in the right amount of book reading required before our kids can engage in social media or video games and the like, we would be wise to require a daily dose of objective news as well. Learn more about Shepherd's Hill Academy and their work with troubled teens at LicensedToParent.org. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. Listen at Orange Park at 91.7. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary as we continue in our summary overview of the Book of Acts. If you have a question or a comment and want to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you at 844-777-7928. And Doug, I know you want to move on here now to an overview and a review of Chapter 15. Yeah, I, I just want to, I want to close up the last part of 14 real quick about, you know, it was really important for Paul to go back and follow up with his new sheep. I can't emphasize this enough, you know, that um, because heresy, the first heresy that really attacked the church was faith plus the law, faith plus circumcision. And it's, it, it's faith alone, faith that is not alone, but it is faith alone that saves. And that was new The the Jewish people had faith in God because they, they believed it was in doing those things. Mm -hmm. And this was a little different mindset here is that no longer was the sacrifice required because Christ was the sacrifice. And so uh, Paul comes in and gives instruction. He talks about justification imputation, incarnation, all these things. And he ends up writing Timothy, you know, in second Timothy, guard the good deposit, Timothy, this, this truth I've given you, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. He wrote to the Colossian church. Um, listen today, some churches, you see this and even in talking to people and they will tell you that unity is more important than doctrine. That is not true. Unity is not more important. It, if you're unified with false teaching, that's terrible. That. Yeah, <clears throat> correct. Um, and, you know, you were mentioning earlier about Satan counterfeiting. He's not stupid. The Bible talks about him being very clever and that his schemes are clever. And so when you talk about people who liked somebody or like a particular teacher, but then they're, they're, they're appalled or have a hard time finding out later that they're a false teacher. Mm-hmm. Satan is not going to put people out there that are clearly wrong. Yeah. He's going to put people out there that sound pretty good. 
and they, and they have elements of the truth in what they're saying. Yeah. And that's why, again, to come back to what you've said on this program now for years, and especially through Acts, mm-hmm. this is why we have to know Scripture, so that we can discern truth from falsehood, so that we can be like the Bereans and go test everything by Scripture, because a lot of stuff sounds pretty good on the yeah. surface. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, that, and that is intentional on the part of Satan in that he's not going to just throw out things out there that are blatantly and obviously wrong. That's not going to fool anybody. Yeah. Right. He's a deceiver and a liar, but he does so very cleverly. He does so cleverly and he is roaring, looking for someone to devour. And, you know, Paul uh, is instructing these people and then, he and Barnabas return to Antioch, and when they come back to where they had been commended to the grace of God, and when they arrived, they had the first missions conference, man. They get back, and they start sharing and declaring all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they come back, and they give a great report about what God has been doing but there was a problem <laughs> because of the Gentiles. Uh, some men came down from Judea and they, they start saying, hey, these guys, uh, these guys aren't real believers because they're not circumcised. And, and so we see in 15 that God calls us to stand firm against the false teachers These people were trying to add law to grace, and it's Jesus plus nothing. And Paul said over in Galatians, he said, listen, even if I bring you the gospel that's different from the one I presented, Mm. in other words, if something happens, I presented you the right gospel the first time. So even if I come back with something different, no, that's the biblical gospel. And, uh, you know, in 2 Peter, it says false prophets arose among the people just as there will be false teachers among you who are going to bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them. And Dave, one of the great false gospels of our culture is the forgiveness only gospel Mm. that Jesus died just so you could be forgiven. And that is a half gospel presentation, right? Because he died Mm so that you could be forgiven, but you would be part of his kingdom. And if you're part of a kingdom, guess what? There's a king, yeah, and he's king over you. And we leave out that component of the gospel, and what we end up doing is when we do gospel presentations, people will go, well, if I follow Jesus, do I have to give up this? They don't understand the gospel. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not what can I do to completely surrender it's how close can I get to the line? Yeah. And I've been guilty of that in my life. I absolutely have. But you, but fortunately, God, when we belong to him, he He uh, changes us with that respect. And he makes us realize what the gospel, to your point, really is. Yeah, we hope so, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, I, uh, I, I just see Paul coming in here, talking to them uh, in Jerusalem, and they have a meeting. They have a big meeting. They gather the leaders. And notice who, uh, when Paul comes in there, uh, 
He goes in there, and who's running the meeting in the Jerusalem Council? Do you know? Do you remember? Yeah, well, it, there were Pharisees there for sure, and but the but the but the the apostles, the disciples, right? Yeah. Are, well, are, the, it says the apostles and the elders right. gathered to consider this matter. Right? They the apostles were there. They're still running things right now. They're still overseeing all this stuff. And when they they come in there and they're they're dealing with this this false gospel that's being presented, this false teaching, and and they meet the apostles and elders, and and it says there was much debate in verse fifteen. Well, and what, what's interesting though, in in I'm sorry to back up, but in verse five of chapter fifteen, it says, "But some believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, it is necessary to circumcise them.'" And to order them to keep the law of Moses, but it's interesting that it, Paul writes or Luke writes, some they were believers, mm-hmm. but they just had it wrong. And it's Peter, interestingly, who sets them straight. Mm-hmm. Right there, starting in chapter in verse six. But sorry to interrupt you no, there. That's, just, that's okay. But that's interesting that it's believers. Luke counts them as believers here. He calls them believers, belonging yeah. to the party of the Pharisees, but they were still under the misapprehension that. Keeping the law and being circumcised was still required for salvation. Wait a minute. Are you saying you can be a believer and be deceived? <laughs> yes. You can? You can be wrong. Yeah. Well, listen, um, the, this error that they were teaching destroys the biblical view of salvation. Mm-hmm. It is faith plus what? Zero. Yeah. Faith plus nothing. It destroys the unity of the church because it, it creates two classes of people what they were doing here because the jewish people were saying hey these people need to be circumcised and so peter said listen i was there i witnessed what god did peter goes on the defensive here. peter had the vision yeah he goes god yeah. made the choice god gave them the holy spirit he made no distinction we couldn't keep the law so we're all saved by grace and that's what he was saying that we were we need to stay true to the gospel. And so as they did that, they came up with this uh, plan to send a letter, right? And they, they need to stay away from things polluted by idols, strangled, uh, things that had blood, sexual immorality. It was about the fellowship and the witness. And uh, because, listen, in the Greek world, sex outside of marriage was normal. Yeah. And so, so when they wrote this letter— the, the idol stuff, the strangled and the blood, they were saying don't alienate Jews right. because of the lack of sensitivity. That's all they're saying there. And so they sent a letter, and guess who they sent it with? You know, they sent it with Paul, and um, they they went down there. They were going to send the letter to these brothers uh, to go back to the church at Antioch and tell them, hey, and, and, and they says they were, they were sent off in peace, they rejoiced, they were encouraged. And so um, it says Paul, um, when he went back, oh, uh, he Paul said to Barnabas, let's go and visit the brothers in the cities where we're at. He wanted to go back and visit them again. But Barnabas wanted to take John Mark with him because Barnabas was an encourager and Paul, Paul was driven to the task and he said he's going to slow us down. He's not focused or whatever. I, we, don't, we don't know exactly why other than he left the first time 
and that really seemed to bother Paul. Yeah, yeah. And so what happens there is they were commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And, you know, David, Scripture doesn't say that Paul was wrong. It doesn't say that Barnabas was wrong. It just said that these two brothers had a philosophical disagreement about whether they should take him, and they didn't. And so I don't believe it's correct for anybody to say, well, Paul was wrong or Barnabas mm-hmm. was wrong. Scripture doesn't speak to that. Right. You know, and when we come back next week, uh, we're going to look at that a little bit before we get into 16. But tomorrow, Justin Peters is going to be talking about false teachers. He'll be naming names, so you might want to stay tuned, especially if you follow some what we would call feel-good people out there that make you feel good but may not be giving you the right doctor. So tune in tomorrow for Doug and Justin Peters. I'll see you next week.